It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Manchester is Red podcast. I am delighted, as always, to be joined by Kieran Kelly. That's a bit aggressive. Yeah, well, I feel like the mood around Old Trafford is a bit aggressive at the moment, Kieran, so the podcast has to reflect that. But there is a huge injury boost today. Charlotte Duncan is back. She is, she is alive, don't worry. Um, <laughs> a yeah. long break, Dunk, much needed. Dunker in, but is it Mourinho out? Who knows? Last night at Old Trafford, recording this on the Wednesday, Kieran, nil-nil draw Valencia. Um, Mourinho said there were some improvements from the weekend against West Ham. It couldn't have been much worse, really. Um, where do you think this ranks amongst the uh, four games without a win that United have had now? Yeah, it's true what you said. Uh, it could have been a lot worse after that West Ham game. And I suppose anything was an improvement on that, particularly when you keep a clean sheet. But um, yeah, it was just a game really lacking quality. And um, again, it's hard to take that many positives or redeeming features from United's play. Um, just so much of it was kind of relying on the bounce of the ball. It was flinging balls into the air. It was... There's no real confidence about the team, which is understandable, but I think when you saw them all line up in that huddle pre-match, you're expecting them really to race out the blocks, but the fact that they only had 10 minutes to warm up kind of set the tone for another confused display because, uh, you know, they've, or somehow a home team has arrived late for their own game. I mean, have we ever heard of that? And this is Manchester United. We think we've forgotten in recent weeks, you know, we've become uh, expecting to to drop points in these games now but it's easy to forget you know these this is a club that Ed Woodward firmly believes is the biggest in the world that's you know uh, making so much revenue from commercial opportunities but mention the app Kieran 4.9 4.9 <laughs> out of 5 is rated on the app store oh man exactly um, but on the field it's just not reflective of of all this nonsense that goes with it so um it's worrying times and um, I think when you saw how United pulled out with that mini slump after the Brighton and Tottenham results, um, they're right back in one now and you're looking at that Newcastle game and you're probably thinking they're going to have a real job to get a win in that, which you know you wouldn't have said six months ago maybe. There was more belief though, I think, you know, before the Burnley game because that was just before the last international break, wasn't mm. it? And they needed that win to get them out of that slump, but there was more belief going into that game that maybe they were more inspired to go out there and get a result and it yeah. at the minute it just doesn't feel like that belief's coming from anywhere. That's with the Tottenham game they lost three 0 but you had little crumbs you could well, they played well in the yeah, start against really well against Spurs which yeah. is ironic isn't it? Exactly. It all just came, came Whereas apart. now you're looking at and there's no identity or direction yeah. and that's reflected in the, the team. So he put out probably his best starting eleven on paper last night after making such big calls against West Ham and it didn't make any real difference did it because it was still the same model thinking. And I guess that justifies the thought that maybe the problem isn't just with the, the personnel. I mean, every player is sort of not buying into what's going on at the moment. There's no real identity. Like you said, when United said, and whenever you watch United, each game, you've got no idea what they, they're really trying to do. You don't know what their approach is to try and beat a side like 
Valencia, who, yeah, all, all due respect, United went out to Seville last year, but they're not a top team. Uh, if you look at that group, they are yeah. maybe the third place team you expect to be fighting for the like Europa League place. And now that United go into that game, one win against Young Boys, a draw against Valencia, that's four points back to back games against Juventus. They need to win one of those games against Juventus, really, don't they, Charlotte? And, on... and that's a tough ask, really. Yeah. For Especially that... in the current situation. Something drastic's got to change there, hasn't it? And it, you've just got the feeling that some people are blaming Mourinho, some people are blaming the players, but blame's got to be apportioned across the board. But it's all going drastically wrong somewhere. That if any, you've all probably seen it, but that post by Antonio, that post by Antonio <laughs> Valencia today is just beyond the ridiculous. Mm. Like, what's for the? Podcast oh, sorry listeners. for the podcast listeners. Who may who, not be up to the picture, <laughs> please. <laughs> I am very sorry, podcast listeners. So, uh, Antonio Valencia liked on Instagram a post that suggested Jose Mourinho should leave the club. And um, no surprise that everybody picked up on that. So, this morning he issued an apology saying that is not his belief and he didn't read the text that accompanied the it picture. I mean, it's up there with the excuses, isn't it? I don't think it's ever going to beat Les Scott's my tweeted in my pockets excuse. Not quite up there. A super car. I mean, in Valencia's defence, if you really are going that, it was sort of a fan account that it's tagged in loads of day. Maybe after the game, you just give him a few likes. But. Yeah, true, probably. But it just goes with that whole, everything seems a bit of a shambles at the minute. United are late to the game. Yeah. The club captain's liking things on Instagram that says the manager should be sacked. UEFA have now going to have charged them with being late for kickoff. The the whole thing's just becoming a bit of a farce. It's just, it's not like after the disappointing result yesterday that everything just moves on and there's don't worry everyone we can be positive about the Newcastle game. It just seems to be a hangover after each game. It's just dragging on and on and on and it's you wait for the next thing. Poor Pogba being gagged. What so what? Explain what he said in the mix zone. Yeah, because that's the ridiculous thing that. Pogba can only say four words in the mix zone now and it becomes a bigger story than the guy who actually stops, which is a shame for Port Fellaini because he doesn't usually stop because, you know, what has he got to get from the media? But he, he stopped last night and um, he explained the huddle and said they're all united by the manager, which Fellaini certainly is. He owes Mourinho a lot and uh, is one of his favourites. But I think just every, every time now um, there's a mix zone, there's stories to come and the worrying thing for me is um, you have the international break coming up and the players are obviously away and, and we all so know he's scared of exactly. him talking when he's away with France so you see how little control United seem to have on what's getting out at the moment that when the players are all away um, it's a two week international break um, this doesn't end for Mourinho you know even if they win against Newcastle there's going to be some negative stuff coming out so um yeah, it, it's hard to see a way around this really aside from the obvious um, but they just they have to respond yeah. but we've been saying that now for it is a like a broken while. record isn't it, it? Is. and again we, we all say like Mourinho's future we said this on the early podcast which uh, was too hot to handle for it never went on air that one but uh, huh. uh, <laughs> but we said that his future will always be decided after this Newcastle game I mean probably won't be only because like we said Van Gaal no, Mourinho and more sorry they yes, yeah. mathematically uh, impossible Champions League qualifications for a decision was made um, you talk about the circus going on United fans used to dread an international break do you think they're looking forward to this one? Mm. 
Good question. When oh, I don't think I'm looking forward to it from a work perspective. No. Another two two weeks of uh, without games, but I don't it know. Just... It all depends what happens on Saturday, doesn't it? Because it's after the last game, before the last international break against Burnley. It was could it have come, come at a worse time? They've, you felt like they mm. finally got a spring back in their step, and then there was another break, and then look look what's gone on to happen after that. So if by some miracle everything changes on Saturday and they because I don't think obviously it's just about getting a win after there's four games without a win but they really just need a solid performance as well just something exciting because it's been so dull to watch so I, if they finally get that on Saturday and then it's going to be another what it's two weeks and then Chelsea away yeah and then Juventus so, corner at home so doesn't get any easier no. for Justin really, does it? Um, Chris Smalls said for the last night, they just need a bit of luck. Maybe sometimes the games, he admits that they're not playing well, but he says that sometimes you can get one of those maybe scrappy wins that can yeah. change the momentum. And I guess on paper, it, it might look like that. I mean, if technically United, you could say they've drawn through the last four games, which doesn't look as bad as four games about a win, but only won one game at home all season. Mm. United traditionally always have a fantastic record at Old Trafford. Mourinho has always proud, prided himself on a home record why do you think it is that United have only been able to win one game at Old Trafford all season I think that's the thing because the first the first season Mourinho was in charge he had the same problem but then last season they were, they were pretty good at home yeah. you know, they lost to City and West Brom but um, otherwise you could kind of bank on them winning the games or expect to win at home it was when they went to your Stokes, Newcastle's, Huddersfield that they really have problems but the problem now is that that's happened at home as well um, but they've just lost the fear fact haven't they if yeah, you, if you uh, were a visiting side coming to Old Trafford well, how was the record so good last you, season you, <laughs> but all the, we, all the wheels have come off now and it just nothing's working there just doesn't seem to be a system in place where mm. United can go and punish teams even in the first game of the season it's less that they ended up hanging on for that win yeah and that's been their one win at home. And that was maybe a game where they did get the luck. Luke Shaw's dodgy touch set himself up for a goal <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then there was chances right at the end for Leicester as well. But so. if you look historically, and you ask all the opposition players, they'd always say that, that United had that fear factor mm. in some way. They hadn't won before they walked out on the pitch, but because the opposition players were so intimidated and they, they would come and the teams would set up and they'd hope for a draw because that would be the best they could hope for but they're looking at how United are going to set up it's so inevitable the way they're playing they're not very creative these teams are coming and they know that they can go there and get a result United aren't feared at home anymore and because that fear factor's gone and teams think they've got a chance and they're testing them that's backfiring really for United Mourinho again last night as well after the game <laughs> we say it's after after the match but again he maybe questioned some of the the work ethic some players didn't name anyone specifically he says that maybe some players want it more than others again he talked about defenders um, on the weekend he said Scott McTominay was the best centre-back uh, on the pitch but he wasn't playing the centre-back against no. Valencia and so he went back to Eric Bailly who I guess he summed it up when he had that comical shot from 50 yards which just drifted yeah. wide and Mourinho going into that game against Newcastle Kieran do you think he's going to have to make more changes or what does he do now does he keep the faith in the 11 who like you said are the best on paper because it seems almost every player has had a chance over the last few weeks yeah I mean if you look at the ones who've played every game you can count them on one hand you know it's been De Gea and, and Lukaku you know he's played every game uh, Matic when available Pogba but um, 
as I said before, the the ones around that are just been chopped and changed at will, and he's not really found the the combination to to get them out of this slump. So you just don't know what team he's going to pull out. So that would I would have described last night's one as as a safe selection. So he still had Fellaini and Matic, but he picked all the players fans would want to see. So Rashford had a great game against West Ham. He played Sanchez had a chance to redeem himself. He played. Um, but do you think that's a problem in itself? Because it seems like Mourinho's last two team selections have yeah. proven a point to fans rather than to himself. He's almost that the West Ham one. If that had worked for him, that would have gotten a lot of uh, leeway, wouldn't it? Because he made so many bold calls, rightly or wrongly. But none of them come off. If they come off, he has got his his formula. Whereas he went with a popular team selection, didn't he? It's like he asked the people of Twitter or yeah. to vote for his team selection. Yeah, yeah. Like, for Martial. Yeah. yeah, that was it. So. Um, as I was saying before, you you're now going to a game not knowing what team he's gonna put out, which has never been the way it's Mourinho and, and that, that for me is the most worrying thing. There isn't a continuity in the team and you're seeing that reflected in the play. They they look like strangers at times. Um Charlotte, we talked then about uh, Marcus Rashford, he probably was the one glimmer of hope, um, not that it was much last night at Old Trafford. What do you make of his performance and do you think that he does have a chance to make the uh, the left wing his own, considering there's so much inconsistency throughout the season really there? Well, Alexis Sanchez has been the one that's been given the opportunity to stake a claim on the left, hasn't he? But he's... I mean, yeah, while you're on that, maybe a word on him as well last <laughs> night, because when he was substituted, there wasn't booze for him, but he took such a long time to get off the pitch. He looked so disheartened. It's, mm. it's just weird. Everything around the club at the minute is just such a strange atmosphere. If you mm. cherry-pick all those little incidents and put them all together, you just think, what is going on? In like, 10 days. Yeah, yeah. like, seriously. <laughs> Someone just needs to get them all in a room and shout at them all, like, sort yourselves out. But then that, that gets leaked out. Oh, so yeah, that's true. Are you nominating yourself for that, Charlotte? <laughs> yeah, I think I'd be a great candidate. Jose, hire me. <laughs> what would you say to the team? What would you say? We've had enough of what pundits would say and stuff, but what would... Honestly, what would you say what to the team? Say? <laughs> what would Garth Crooks say? What Charlotte, what would you say? They need to play as a team and they need to play for each other. If they don't if they don't like Mourinho, if this is the issue, if they don't want Mourinho there and they want him out and that's why none of them are trying or whatever, then that's a separate issue. But he's the manager at the minute and they need to start playing. They need to start playing for themselves and they need to start playing for the fans. Never mind the manager. If they don't like the manager, deal with it. Not everyone gets on with the person that they're managed by. Do they? So that's that's just the way of life. So get a grip, work together, get and start grinding out some results. And a good performance wouldn't go amiss either to stop everyone falling asleep. Yeah, so I guess that does lead us on to our, our last point of this heated podcast today. Kieran, <laughs> that game against Newcastle on Saturday, we, I say it every week, you're the lucky man getting to go to these games. <laughs> Must be like a death sentence at times for having to go to all the getting worse and worse now. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> Newcastle at home, another team who, on paper, they're a team who will be realistically battling for their life in the Premier League oh, season yeah. because they've had enough problems of their own. But they go into a game away at Old Trafford for once and the pressure's not on them or anything. It's it's bizarre yeah. turn of events and you know, I'd really need a win. It's, but as yeah. Charlotte said, a performance as well. It's similar to the West Ham one, isn't it? That West Ham had obvious weaknesses and weren't exactly uh, tearing up the table were they before that United game but Mourinho set the tone with that reactive team selection you know to, to combat West Ham's strengths rather than attacking a team who've been so low in confidence themselves so um, it'll be telling to see uh, how he approaches it I mean Newcastle are well able to set up defensively and two banks of four and 
I think what he saw last night was United couldn't break down Valencia and Valencia aren't a defensive team so how frustrated they're going to get and then the crowd get on top of them you can see it being a really tough night it's interesting a year ago they played Newcastle at home and it was one of their best performances of the season it was some good football on display Pogba was you know man the match yeah I still can't remember it <laughs> it's like yeah I know yeah it says it was like they they're ruthless at yeah. home uh, but you just can't see them putting in a performance like that on Saturday it, it's it's just kind of you're at a point where I think a lot of fans would take a 1-0 they yeah. don't look like they want to put in a performance like that no. though, do they then there was that moment last night when Pogba was even arguing with Lukaku because he was annoyed that he wasn't running into space like do you think Lukaku is maybe just tired though? The fact that he just play every week and there's no rotation or I think I think he should be dropped for the weekend. Or put put him on the bench, try a different attacking three, more energetic. He isn't quick enough. Don't get me wrong, I think he's he's a decent striker, but he has like if you compare him and Rashford, they have totally different attributes. So I think he started every we were looking at this before weren't we he started every Premier League game apart from the first one against Leicester which he came on as a sub and the only reason why he didn't start that is because obviously he was late back after the World Cup so I think yeah mix it up something's got to give hasn't it and if he sticks with the same team that he played last night and it's the same dire performance again then this sour mood is just going to carry on over the whole of the international break and like you said add it into that add fuel to the fire you like to pog but he's going to speak there's absolutely no way that he'll be nominating himself to do every single France <laughs> yeah. press conference um, with some thinly veiled comments some about dicks, yeah. Mourinho and United and the side why he's so happy playing for Deschamps it's all going to come out in the next two weeks so to just to try and like calm things a bit they just need to win it's as simple as that isn't it as simple as that all you need to do is win I guess one point that arose there um, and this will be the final one I promise you this time when you look at Saturday's team selection Mourinho it does seem like it's only a lose-lose situation going to a game like that again because as we said prior to the Valencia game ironically you can only if you do win that's expected that's bare minimum if you don't win then that's a a disaster really at United especially given the last few weeks do you think this is the perfect time for Mourinho to actually give some of the youngsters a run out we saw Tave Chong, we saw, oh, yeah. and we saw uh, Greenwood playing. I mean, mm. no, no two of Greenwood, he's just signed for professional contract, but we saw them in the youth league against Valencia, and they absolutely blitzed them playing from the keeper. And do you think that would get him a jail, get out of jail free card going to the weekend? Are you suggesting he plays Chong and Greenwood against Newcastle? I'm not saying he plays them, I said put Chong on the bench or something, giving that fans a lift. I take the fact he, he didn't do that against Derby said where he's at that yes yeah. he's he's targeting results over any kind of feel good factor and risk because um Van Hal only brought Rashford in because of an injury crisis and I think Mourinho is, is similar in that regard that okay he took all those youngsters on tour but they're only going to get close to the first team but he made it clear why he took them on tour yeah exactly that I was about to finish oh sorry <laughs> <laughs> never <laughs> let you finish a sentence <laughs> I'm joking um so I, th- I, I do agree with you though you, you see how um, I think it was the third goal the kids scored against Valencia in the youth league yesterday and just the how, best goal in that school all season yeah, yeah I was about to say how um, stop interrupting him <laughs> we get too excited <laughs> I'm so slow I'm sorry and, and, and that was just like a, a united goal wasn't it but, and we saw the class of 92 there last night 
Travel's, travel 20th anniversary coming up obviously United fans it's not so long ago that they were playing good football I know Ferguson would set his team up to, to frustrate at times when they needed to but they just seem a world away from anything that we know about United it just doesn't look like a United team at the moment and I suppose we've been saying that now for, for five years and that's the scary thing you know we've three different managers come in and um, no closer really to getting anywhere near that blueprint and philosophy that Sir Alex left I'm guessing from your tone of voice Charlotte I said no they are exciting young prospects but that's what they, they are exciting them. young yeah. prospects and I just think United just need to get a result on Saturday and if Mourinho goes wild and throws them to him and it goes drastically wrong could imagine, for life, yeah it? it really could and it's just it's just not worth it and I also don't think that he, he would do it at all you, you could argue bring McTominay to defence was his kind of yeah. wild card left field move and that which again was interesting because Andres Pereira started the season so yes. well and he looked good in pre-season but can't, he's always the 19th man on match days and has yeah. not been involved for a while now no and maybe that'll be his wild card yeah I mean he wasn't in the squad last night I think Mourinho doesn't scapegoat but that Brighton game I think the fact he took him off half time he hasn't really had a sniff since tells you what you need to know doesn't it uh, but again that's interesting that some players are allowed to get away with yes. maybe lacklustre performances and others yeah. don't get a second chance but yeah. we shall see on Saturday um, we shall we shall stick with us on the Manchester Evening News for all the build up to the Newcastle game and we will be back next week hopefully in happier moods who knows <laughs> Join us again and make sure to subscribe on Acast for all the latest episodes of the Manchester is Red podcast.